0: hello and welcome to the huddle liam santa maria back with you uh, in slightly different surrounds than usual which is why the uh the carlton backdrop not usually my scene but we'll push on uh what is my scene though is nbl free agency which is red hot right now and has been for a month or so uh really cool to watch all the 10 of these teams making big signings um, and building out their roster And one of the most interesting for me is what's taking place in Southeast Queensland. Wholesale changes for the Bullets during the offseason in the front office, a brand new head coach, and a new build uh, and efforts to implant a new culture into that organization. Fresh off the Mitch Norton news, a couple of days to go, we're going to speak to Justin Shuler today on the podcast, the new head coach, the uh, former championship winning assistant coach of Melbourne United, and the new man in charge. In Brisbane, so sit back, relax. Up next, Justin Shuler. Shuler, what's happening, man? Good to see you. Thanks for having me. Mate. Good to see you too. Uh, in Melbourne, in Brisbane, where you at? <laughs>
1: Melbourne today. That's why the hoodie's on. It's uh, yeah, two totally different climates that we're dealing with at the minute um yeah still back and forth until my wife's uh, business wraps up but yeah looking forward to getting up full time when
0: will when will that be when are you going to be uh, uh on deck for the for good yeah from june so um that's kind
1: of our timeline right now and uh but yeah it's been good to get up and back and get into workouts and, and start building those relationships of the guys we've got in queensland we've got a few scattered all over the place right now still some in the states some in. New Zealand, some down in Hobart. Uh, we're kind of everywhere, but um, no, it's been been good to get on the ground and get to work.
0: NBA playoffs on in the background there. Sorry to <laughs> Sorry drag your way. Midway, <laughs> midway through the game. You enjoy watching like, you know, for instance, one of your your former guys, Jock Landale, uh, Jack White's squad out there at the moment. You enjoy watching those fellas you've worked with involved in the, the cut and thrust of the NBA playoffs? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Like it's... Um, you know, you know, you've had a time and a moment in their time and whatnot, but, you know, just seeing what they're doing, Jock in particular, like he's he's just showing just what sort of class player he is. And, yeah, I think it won't be too long until we see Whitey. Unfortunately, Deli's injured, but, um, mm. yeah, good to see all those guys in the playoffs at the minute.
0: Hey, uh, last time we chatted, we were both in Brisbane uh, a week or so ago uh, at the under-18 Nationals, looking at um, the next generation of talent, coming through the system, uh, I enjoyed it. Bunch of guys, there a lot of really cool talent on display from right around the country. Must be cool in particular for you though, watching those guys and um, and other guys that are older than that now, other guys that are in the league. You've been of course the head coach of the under 17 Australian team for 10 or so years now. You coached a bunch of guys we were watching last week at the under yeah. 17 World Cup, was it last year? Um, yeah. Yeah. So, what, what did you? How did you enjoy and watching those guys continuing as kind of scout those guys now as an NBL head coach and 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 we, who did you enjoy watching in, in Brisbane last week?
1: Yeah, for sure. There's a few parts to that, right? Like you, you, know, you sort of touched on the the beauty of being involved in the cross program for so long is you do see them go from young men who are just starting their journey to going through the the whole gamut of of what they are as a pro, and you know one of those was Isaac. Humphreys last year, you know, and being able to kind of be there for his moment and, and what that meant for him. And so there's so many different angles with it. And, um, yeah, it's, it's always an enjoyable thing to see where they start and where they go to. But, you know, that group I had last year was a special group. And I think, you know, every single one of those guys could be a pro, whether it's in the NBL or above. And, um, you know, seeing Rocco in particular, his progression from, like, he had an outstanding world's, um, but to see where he is today is, is, you know, he's progressed so much in such a short time. Um, you know, Roman as well was on that group, uh, you know, like he had some games there which were were quite special. So, you know, I'm talking about the Queensland guys because hopefully, you know, that's that's what our program will be about. But, you know, Luke Fennell in, in Vic Metro, you know, Ned Renfrey, who was a kid that I, I knew as a real little guy uh, when I was still doing the big country stuff, like, It's just really good to see one, how much they've progressed, but, you know, the the level of, uh, competition was was quite high and, um, yeah, good to see the progression. That's the main part.
0: Yeah, for sure. Big, big futures for, for all of those guys, um, in different ways, as you say, Uh, Roman Celepa in particular, before we go on to Mitch Norton, the big NBL names that are involved in, in your group, uh, you and I've talked a lot about him over over recent times and the report came out recently about you guys I haven't involved him involved with the organization moving forward obviously a really talented young man six five can jump out of the gym and um, as you say can, was can do some really special things um, he's gonna be involved with you guys as a training player
1: yeah like I mean it's unique having a year 11. 11- Student, that school's still got to be the priority. He's still not 100% sure which direction he wants to go, whether it is pro or keep the college path open. So we'll just be a vessel to support him in a training capacity. And you know, obviously if he cho- chose to go down the professional path, we'd want him to be um, with our program in, in a more formal capacity. But right now it's just good to be able to support him in, in his part at the moment of his journey. Um, And hopefully, yeah, down the track, we'll see him in in the NBL. And, you know, he is a special guy. He's he's got a competitive edge about him that separates him from others for sure. And, you know, he'll make our practice environment better. And hopefully we can help him uh, be a better player
0: because of it. Uh, Do you record, video record every every session? Is that the plan? Can we see some of the clips? Like, (laughs) put one on the big banger. Like, we all need to see that.
1: I'm sure there'll be some some opportunity on that for sure um if he'll be the first one to be asking for it no doubt so no, we'll, we'll make sure we can
0: for sure hey uh, i mentioned in the intro um we're coming in fresh off the, the mitch norton news um obviously a championship winning point guard in this league you guys have signed him he was with perth the last few years um was still under contract a, a mutual release from the wildcats and there were a bunch of teams that were in the mix wanted Mitch Norton as part of their roster for for next season, and you got him. Congratulations! Tell us a little bit about the process and what you feel like you've got in order.
1: Yeah, it's it's funny because uh, you know in evaluating what we had, um, you know, some things I identified was we just needed more defensive edge um, as an entire roster, and I think you know the way we have built this through free agency, there's definitely that flavor throughout it. Um, you know, my experiences at United really made me understand that if you're not good at that end of the floor, you can't be in a position to, to win in this league. So that's where we started. And funnily enough, on the first day, it's like we need a Mitch Norton type in that spot. And uh, obviously he wasn't available then. So you're, you're going through the data and you're trying to figure things out. And then all of a sudden he's available. And so he was definitely one that um, we wanted to, to chase. And so we was sitting there talking with Vandy and, I'm like Andy, just just see see what the, what's going on, and yeah. obviously they're teammates and from uh, yes year, and so we just started the conversation, and it really became um, pretty clear pretty quickly that he was exactly what we needed, and we were exactly what was going to be good for him. So it, it worked out uh, hand in glove pretty quickly, and yeah, excited to have him join us. You know, I think he brings the leadership component, championship experience. You know, we haven't been in the playoffs for seven years, so having guys that had won was important to me to, to bring onto the roster, and you know he, he's done it um, for, for a long time. And uh, you know, I think you know, he's probably the one that gets spoken about most, but even the other guys we've brought in, I think people can see the sort of identity we're trying to forge and, and the direction we're going and the culture shift. So you know, that was a big part of coming in was, was you know, we needed to do that. Um, and you know they're all key pieces that are going to complement Sovietbian Bains, which is also a key priority.
0: Um, starting from a place of we need a Mitch Norton type and ending up with <laughs> Mitch Norton, it reminds me of the uh, we need a Casey Prather type. Mm. Um, has anyone actually called Casey Prather thing that happened at Melbourne United a few years back?
1: Yeah, you know, the funniest thing is when I got uh, the job, Casey hit me up and was like, Hey, congratulate! Like, I was like, I wasn't expecting to hear from him, but uh, mm-hmm. that was kind of a cool thing when you you get announced and you just the people you have dealt with over the years reach out. But he then quickly went into selling me um, that he's good to go. So um, <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> I'm not sure he is, but we'll, we'll see. But yeah, no, it's right. um, it's a it's a funny thing. Yeah, like when you put something out there like that and it, it comes full soon, you get the guy that you were originally talking about. It it's definitely good for our Russell build.
0: Okay, so three-time champion uh in his first three years <laughs> nah. in the league like you've been watching some tape right
1: <laughs> it's definitely not a headline that i'm going to give you no we're not we're not going down that path but we, w- we will be looking for an import wing. so you know you never know <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: who who else were the, some of the interesting names uh who hit you up to, to offer their congratulations
1: yeah obviously like you know i mean jock Deli and whitey were all a part of the process in all honesty like they um they put some stuff forward to, to the ownership group and I'm be ever thankful for that. But um guys that I haven't coached for twenty years, you know, like oh. guys back in Adelaide that you know just said, you know, I loved your coaching back then and great to see like people you just haven't thought about for a long time. That um yeah, that was kind of special past coaches that would definitely tell me I was always giving a better coach than player. Um, so you know, like just the the touch points you have over the years and um and then a lot of those croc boys, you know, like um you know the guys over over the journey that just felt the need to say something was was pretty special as well.
0: That's awesome. Hey, you spoke before about like the, the roster build, what what you identified, how you evaluated. Uh, let's let's go back and start from there. When you when you got hired, now as part of the the process, the application process, the interview process, you have to really start thinking about that and even present. About that. Look, this is the roster. Here's how I think that the rebuild for this upcoming season should go. What What was your your thinking in terms of who was on contract? Yeah, the Bane. Yeah, Bane, Soby, Harrison, and Mitchell. I think is is right. Um, and then you had you know some other guys who'd been there for a few years, guys like Jason Kadi, Tanner Krebs, um, who have now gone elsewhere. What What was the overall sort of perspective? from you coming into this process about the roster and what needed to happen
1: yeah I guess um, you know part of my role at Melbourne was to lead defensive Scout so you know mm-hmm. knowing kind of what we would take away and where potentially I would have to fix that pretty quick like so that was one point of an advantage with it um, but the main part was at the start we only had so Baines contracted um, we picked up DJ's option pretty quickly I think mm-hmm. he has a wealth of potential in this league. And, um, you know, that stretch four is a, a problematic spot um, if you get it right. And um, then Tyrell, we targeted pretty quickly just off data. So Ty- Tyrell's challenge has always been health um, in these last couple of years. But if we can get that part right, the data was jumping off the page. So we, we kind of targeted him as yep, the key back up to, to Bainesy. But the thing that was really identified straight away was we needed a point guard and, um, you yeah, know, that'll be uh, an input point guard for us now, but to have Norto back that spot up or have the potential to, to start at times in that space as well is going to be an advantage for us. So um, that was where we started knowing key positions and then it was, all right, well, now we've got to change identity. Um, you know, you look at, I'm, I'm big on data and as I said, you know, knowing what winning looks like in this league um, started, Always at the defensive end, so that's really where we went to um, in the next part of the recruitment. Was what are the key pieces that we need at that end of the floor? We know, you know we'll be able to make up enough points always in the way that we play, but it's about you know how how gritty can we be at that end of the floor? So you know Isaac White became a really important piece on that from a two way player that just played with a bit of an edge and, and a grit. Um, Sammy McDaniel, my time with him at Melbourne United, having seen him guard the best players in the comp and, and be a bit of a defensive stopper, he became a priority. Um, and then, you know, it was about well, what youth can we bring in that is, is going to be who we want to be for a long time. And Josh Bannon was, was um, one that I'd already sat in the Melbourne meeting as a recruiting piece and trying to get him in. So that was a bit of a unique one to then put a different hat on and say, oh, mate, this is now the new presentation, but for him to, to pick us and, and want to be a part of the change where we're going, um, yeah, I think, you know, people are gonna see a, a totally different bullets bullets way and, and that's something we're excited about.
0: All right, let's let's dig into some elements of that. Before we do, though, like it's an interesting situation that you guys are operating in right now because I spoke in the intro about intro about the big changes within the organisation. Um, GM of basketball last season, Sam McKinnon, he's not there anymore. The former CEO Peter McLennan, he's not in there anymore. Stu Lash, um, senior basketball advisor, is is working now in that space alongside you. How is that? going you and him working together to make these uh, decisions in free agency from a basketball sense in terms of how you want that to look on the floor but also from a front office sense in terms of you know understanding the market for these for these different guys that are out there and, and how to put all of that together
1: yeah for sure like absolutely a lot of change and i think my first visit up there was right on the back of some, some positions moving on. And so I was asked to lead the whole club. And, you know, first-time head coach, it's, it's you know, for some people think, all right, that's, that's unusual. But I guess in my roles in the past was always leading big programs and leading entire things. So that's been a unique thing for sure as a first-time coach coming in but the best part is Stu Lash. Like uh, you know, I've said to a few people, feels like I've been working with him for two years. You know, like
0: hmm. there's
1: a, a good synergy in how we evaluate the game, how we see uh, individual personnel. Um, you know, he's based in the States, which, you know, is could be seen as a challenge, but we're on the phone every morning. You know, we, we've got our touch points throughout the day and um, it's really worked hand in glove and, know for me being able to come in and just make the basketball decisions alongside with one other person has really made this free agency period quite um, streamlined and I think that is going to put us in in position of success moving forward and um, you know like there were challenges right like everyone knows that it was well documented but what we feel we've done is be able to just get everyone onto the same page change culture both on the floor and off the floor uh, within a short period of time and um, you know, the, every time I go back to Brisbane, the vibe is just such a positive vibe now. And it's everyone's on the same page, heading in the same direction. And, you know, it was my first chat to, to the office staff was, you know, bullets designed to only move forward. And that's kind of our catch cry with it is like with solution focus, what's going to impact winning and how do we move forward on a day-to-day? And everyone has bought into that. And it's, it's been a, um, you know, a good, uh, positive process to date. And, um, yeah, I think over time, you know, the connections that we have through our ownership and what Stu Lash's history has is only going to help us uh, continue to move forward.
0: Well, part of moving forward always in these types of situations is, of course, parting ways with players that were previously with the team. Now, I mentioned a few of those names before, Jason Kitty and Tanner Krebs, also Gorjok Gak. He's going to move on he's going to play with southeast melbourne this year what what was the process for you in kind of evaluating those guys that were on the roster but aren't going to be moving forward
1: yeah for sure and every one of those guys there was a moment in time where we had so many different models going and it was this model that works if this position falls our way, that model looks better and um you know ultimately it we, we kind of got to a point with a couple of the guys where they felt opportunities were better elsewhere, which was totally fine. And um, and in others, that, you know it was just more a timing thing than anything. If if they were willing to wait, we could really figure it out. And if not, it was going to go a different direction. And I guess the thing that you know me coming in from the outside and and from a, a program that has has had winning success was. Really being able to be brutally honest with the things that we needed to do to change, to be able to have quick culture change, quick uh, change on the floor, and so that's where we did target some people. And you know, when we bring up the Mitch Norton type, we kind of knew we needed someone in it with a bit of grit on that spot. And you know, um, same with you know when we targeted Josh Bannon at the floor. we knew what we needed from you know such a key position in our league. You know, we needed someone that could, could be able to get uh, set, play a certain way for us. So, you know, it was more about um, as we went through the process, what was going to be best fit and how we wanted to move ahead. And, you know, really happy with, with how the, the roster build has gone so far.
0: Are you enjoying um, like being able to make that ultimate decision?
1: <laughs> it is, uh, yeah, I won't lie. It is always um, a little bit more fun when it's it's – on you like it's you're either making the right decision or you're not and um but the one thing I will say and and you know I'm in this position because the way Dean operated with me for seven years was always to, to have input and say and and you know have a an actual buy into where we were going so it is um yeah the buck just stops with me now so once we get into games it'll be we either did it right or we did it wrong and in the decision making on the, the day-to-day but um yeah it's been been nice to lead again for sure
0: is there input from from bainsey and from Sobes in this process olgin ulick was mentioning the other day on the marketplace with jack evren uh he was reporting that bainsey was involved in the mitch norton recruitment that uh, placing some calls trying to convince him to come and become a bullet how much of com- conversation are you having with those guys along the way
1: yeah for sure like everything i do is about inclusive so you know, we want our staff, our you know, players, our, everyone to feel like they're having a buy-in to where we're going. So, you know, the one with he was, you know, asked him, to, are you good to give an auto a call and just talk through what has been and what you're seeing now? Because it's easy for me to sit there and say, well, this is where we're going. But for someone that's lived it, that, it's pretty important for guys to hear that part. And um, so that, that was a, a key piece. You know, Bainesy was great with, with Josh Bannon as well. Um, yeah dialogue with, with sos to, to say this is how I see us playing like what do you think um, you know it's, it is important to get um, everyone on the same page with what direction we go so those conversations are pretty ongoing um, as I said we're kind of spread out right now with guys playing all over the place but we are having good consistent touch points which is you know with a new group being able to bring that together um, has definitely been a key
0: I'm excited to see Soaps at the two this year. No doubt he'll have some periods of time where he's handling it and he's a grab it off the, the board and, and push it up kind of guy. But, you know, I've been saying for a number of years now we're with Brisbane, like um, it would be great to see him unleashed in that kind of role. Now, a couple of seasons ago, he was top three in MVP voting playing a lot of minutes at pg that year when the bullets had vic law and uh, if he hadn't have gone down who knows what they might have been able to do in the playoffs heck this is a guy a triple double guy as a point guard in this league but i just think back to when he broke out in this league you know when he was all nbl second team most improved when you played against him in the grand final series yeah. in 2018 and shannon short is running the one and Sobes is just sprinting that lane and He's he's getting kicker heads. His heads on the rim. Allioup plays for Sobes off the ball. Like I'm excited to see what that looks like this season. You read in
1: our playbook, mate, or what's going on? <laughs> like uh, no, but it's funny. Like the advantage of leading defensive scout is also knowing what the biggest problems were, and you know Sobes coming downhill was just mm. what do you do and. You know, Baines is one of those as well. They're unique players and the, there's absolute advantages we can put them in to, to have great success. And, yeah, you, you're saying, you know, every, everything that we feel as well, that, you know, Len Soap's playing the open floor is going to be the biggest problem um, that we can create. So, yeah, putting guys in positions of success is absolutely vital in, in the way we want to go about it. Um, but we also wanted a, a roster that that has depth, so that we can play the way we want to as well. You know, fast plays, get after teams in a full court, and um, you know we we feel like we're we're taking steps in the right direction. Yeah.
0: And uh, deep catches for the big bagger, right? Like duck ins galore this year, for sure. Like I, I think Vandy did a great job at the
1: back end of last year to get him playing uh, the way that that we envisage, and obviously Vandy and I have worked. Uh, Quite a bit with the Crux program and um yeah like you know the the, the biggest problem you can create is next to the cup so yeah now we'll, we'll try and do some things that, that make him be as successful as he can
0: for sure hey uh what, what else do you need uh, you've still got some some work to do to finish off the roster you've got a great um core group now olgin uh, was talking about this the other day in terms of um, you know, on the Nordo and Whitey and Sam McDaniel, um, whether that's DJ Mitchell or who else am I missing there at the four spot? Banner. Uh, Josh Bannon. Josh Bannon. Um, you've got Tyrell Harrison there now, uh, ready to go at the five. What Bainesy, Sobes, those other spots. What else do you want to do with the rest of this roster?
1: Yeah, we definitely need to get an elite point guard, that we we want them to be able to set the table but also take care of their own when they need to and probably the one part is we've got, you know, team orientated guys. So we need someone that come late shot clock. We can throw the ball to them and, and they can go create their own. So on that wing spot, that's what we'll look for uh, from an import point of view there. And um, yeah, we'll take our time with that one. We want to make sure that we also get the, the, the right fit for how we're trying to go as a club and what we're trying to do from culture piece. Um, but yeah, we'll definitely um, search high and low on that one and, whether that's someone, you know, that we've seen before or someone brand new is yet to be determined, but, um, you know, excited for the local content because every year that's been always the key um, and now we can go get those key pieces we need to,
0: to complement what we've got. That, that's going to be two imports and one more local piece, right? Like Correct, um, yeah. So for people who may or may not understand, you can have three imports in this league, but you can have four combined imports and marquee players. So with boomers like Baines and, and Sobi on the roster, that really makes it so you've got two import spots in reality. So to, the, sure. the import wing, the import point guard, and one more local spot there as a fully contracted player.
1: Yeah, it was funny when I presented, I, I did talk about the dream of going to Aussie at some point And, I think Dino may actually pull that off this year, mm. maybe. But uh, mm, like, mm. it's it's funny how yeah, you build a roster, and you know, to me, it's it's always been about the right fit. And you know, I think, you know, we, as I said, we've got two Olympians that have um, had special careers, but we've got to give them something special in, in this league now. And to, to go be able to find the perfect pieces in that point guard and wing, you know, we, we're pretty confident with how what will look like by the time the season comes around.
0: And to finish off with, man, like uh, you've got to put the respect where it de- is, deserves to be. Let's talk a little bit about the coaching staff that you're going to have because you you spoke about Vandy. You're going to be working with Vandy again, who you work with on that under-17 squad. And and hats off to him because I thought he actually did a really good job last season as the interim head coach. But also the biggest recruit of the offseason is Mac. You're bringing him with you from Melbourne United, obviously an NBL legend. Um, tell us a little bit about bringing him, to, uh, re- kind of convincing him to come. I'm sort of picturing Jerry Maguire with the with the fish, <laughs> saying, who's coming with me? Who's coming with me?
1: <laughs> Not quite, but uh, no, it was funny. Like as Mac knew, Mac and I have always had a great history and the funniest story they will give you on that is I was in the powerhouse back in the day when Mac hit the shot. Like I was a LA boy, 36ers fan. Mac hits that shot and I remember... Me and my mates just saying we hate that guy like we never like, and then suddenly I'm working with him at Melbourne United. And I tell him that story always, one to make him feel old, but um, yeah, it's funny how things go full circle. But um, yeah, like so when the opportunity like things started looking like it may go my way, he kind of just said, you know, like I'm available, like if if I'd love to work with you, and I thought he was kind of having my, pulling my leg a little bit initially. But what was funny was I'd spoke in the, the presentation about, like, we need a player development focus in our program and someone like Mac's going to be a key piece, so it keeps coming up, right? Like, this we need that guy and we've been able to go get those guys. But, yeah, what, to be honest, it wasn't um, too hard to chat. Like, sort of presented to Mac the way I wanted to do things. He's obviously worked with me uh, at Melbourne for a few years and so knew what I was about. And we always, you know, probably saw the game very similar um and so yeah we, we, you know before i knew it he was like yep let's go and um it's been great you know uh you know, it's something great for me as far as having a player of that ilk on our on our bench that max just got a great feel for people and for the game and
0: hmm. you
1: know the the way he sees things is different to then and you know? I. and so like i feel really confident with the staff that we've put together that we're we're able to have a good balance with how we operate um, my mentor for a long time has been Ian Stacker, so he's going to be on board as well as a, an official mentor with our program. And so we, uh, my my longtime analyst, uh, Josh Cheney's coming on as our advanced scout. So I feel like we've built everything um, from a, a performance piece that we need on a coaching staff. And, yeah, to have Mac there is definitely uh, one that's going to be special. And, yeah, to get him out of Melbourne, I think that's the, the mm. most amazing part.
0: <laughs> yeah, first-time coaching out of Melbourne, I still have, um, it gives me chills thinking about it on the practice court, sometimes you, you'd get by Mac and it was, it was the scariest moment (laughs) where, when you didn't know where he was. Where you yeah, couldn't yeah. see him, you know, it's almost like a horror, like a horror movie, like a thriller. Like if you couldn't see where Mac was, he was about to take the ball off you. <laughs> and yeah, I, I still, I still think about that, and I, uh, and I love the idea. I just quietly, we, we started talking about the young guys. I love the idea about dmat working with Roman Seleppa on the regular in this next for little sure. while.
1: Yeah, for sure, and that's a big part of it. Is like Mac's known as a great workout guy he's, mm. you know Dyson and Josh still come back to him and, and get their workouts in the off season, and you know it's what we want our program to be and you know one of the things we keep talking about is we want to be a move through program um, we don't want you to just come to us and then that's it like we want to pass you on to a, a higher level or you go and be a boomer or you go play overseas internationally in Europe or or make it to the the NBA and um, you know, having a guy like Mac where development's his thing is was really important. We needed that guy and yeah, no one better to, to get than him and you know, the impact he'll have on Saves and in how he can play and you know, even Nordo, one of the big things with Nordo, which really sold me on him was I just wanna keep getting better. And it's like, Well, you know, I know that D Mac being there was attracted to him and um, you know, that's that's the key to how it will be is it's not gonna be just one person. Having influence on our success, it's going to be every every part of the program, and yeah, excited to work with both those guys.
0: Awesome, man. Well, good luck with it. Great to great to pick your your brain about the process and what you're putting together. I won't hold you any longer. I know you've you've got that Casey. Pray the Zoom in about ten or, or fifteen <laughs> <laughs> minutes. So I'll let you get prepared for that, and uh, and we'll we'll circle back and speak again soon.
1: No, thanks for having me, mate. Appreciate
0: it. Cheers, man. Bye.